0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie.
1: Hey, it's The Good News with Angie Austin. Welcome, friend. Joining us, author, speaker, movie maker. We're talking about his weekly winner's wisdom column. And today's title is Fault and Blame. Ooh, that's a a deep one. Usually we're more upbeat. What's this about, Jim?
2: Well, it's about the fact that uh, we live in a society where a lot of people are much more interested in finding an excuse than finding a solution so whether it's on the political front in business or whatever they're much more interested in having someone to blame it on than someone to solve the problem uh, recently uh, my my bride crystal was uh, booked to go to new york to visit some family and things and got caught up in that day of travel when you know uh, several thousand flights got canceled Oof. and when you finally after literally a four or five hour delay could get a hold of the airline they were just very sure they wanted you to know about the, the the you know the worker shortage and supply chain and the weather and you know you know i i i finally said, you know really um... we're more concerned about getting her from point a to point b why it's not working is not nearly as important as what's going to make it work and you know that's a real because angie a lot of us we want to blame our past on everyone and everything but um, we want to believe we can do whatever we want to do in the future. And the reality is that unless or until you and I are going to take full responsibility for everything that's happened in our lives up till now, until we'll accept that responsibility, we cannot control our future. You can't sit there and say, you know, the past isn't my fault, but I'm in control of my future. Now, I realize, I mean, you're talking to a blind guy. I know glad- bad things happen to good people i understand that and a lot of times we don't have a choice about that but we always have a choice about what we're going to do about it and we've got to say all the choices i have made in my life have brought me to here and then once i accept that then i can say but the choices i'm making right now will bring me the future i want and make it a reality
1: I like that. The choices I'm making right now will, you know, make my future. Uh, just, just, you know, yesterday I was talking to my daughter, Hope, about blaming, you know, because we do have a couple of family members, blame everything on their, you know, past And uh, I said, once you turn 18, like, you know, it's up to you. Like, it's not because of what your parents did or this, that and the other. And you may have to play catch up because you might not be in the position if you had a really bad childhood that you would be in if you had a good childhood. But you can catch up to the other people that were blessed with this great childhood. But you have to make the decision that you are going to make good choices from yourself from here on out.
2: Yeah, we all have to accept that uncomfortable notion that life isn't fair. Life's great, it's grand, it's wonderful, it's the only game in town, but life is not fair. And once we accept that, then we realize maybe I didn't start where everybody started. You know, when they talk about everybody starts at ground zero, I know in business, in my life, I had several years of work to crawl up to zero, and then we finally got to zero, and then we built from there. And everybody's got a different story, a different uh, uh, tale that brought them from there to here. But we've got to accept the responsibility for getting here if we want to live our lives in, in the fullness of our goals and our destiny in the future.
1: uh, We're watching baseball. You know, there's so many sports right now. We'll do like four tournaments on a weekend and a swim meet or something. Anyway, uh, the ball rolled right between my son's legs at second base, and my husband looks at me and I look at him, and and he said, "I do not want to hear on the ride home how all of the other players stink." You know, and I said, Mm -hmm. "You know, I don't want to talk to him at all about his play." All, you know, I, all I want to talk to him is about not complaining about other players. I don't want to hear about other players and the complaints about how they're not any good. And it's like shameful for me to even admit that I've raised a kid that somehow is a finger pointer in some ways. And then my little daughter, the youngest one, she had learned in one of her, uh, it was like a sports like um Integrity or ethics class that one of her coach. And it had, she said, "Well, what happens, Mom, is Coach K says ego takes control, and then ego has to blame other things like the equipment, uh, mm. the shoes. There was a problem with their finger or like their knee hurt, and so ego makes them blame something outside of their control." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you are freaking me out with that!" But it's so true, and we don't want to raise kids like that. We're always talking to them about not being finger pointers. And because my husband runs his own business like you do, now you're surrounded by great employees you kept for decades. He hasn't had that luck yet to really have long-term employees. But um, one thing that's been happening is he's doing all the hiring now because nobody else wants to do it. It's so hard right now. It's to Mm -hmm. find people. A lot of people, there's so many jobs open right now. Anyway, to make a long story short, the new thing is during a company meeting of the four kind of leaders. Which he is one of. um, That the new hire that my husband has made, they like to point out early, like um, disapproval, like, well, that person's old, or this person's that, or this person still uses a pen and paper to figure out this instead of, you know, doing it. And so they like find out early reasons to doubt my husband's hire, so that when the hire doesn't work out, they can say they were right. And I'm like finger pointing blaming others like this is a very infuriating way to go through life
2: it is and you know in our lifetime uh, you know we look back on the 50 years of the nixon thing and that whole downfall of an administration and a world leader was from his inability to say four words. I made a mistake. Yeah, You know, and we don't expect, you know, you look at these world leaders and everything, and, you know, it, it's just a matter of coming forward and just saying, I made a mistake. I blew that. The greatest athletes I ever knew were those that would come into the huddle after a play, and they would just simply say, that was my bad. Throw it to me again. Let's uh, Let's go. And then it's all over. And you, but when you say, hey, you didn't get your block and you didn't uh, run the route the right way and you didn't get the ball out there. Quick, no, you just, hey, it's my bad. L- let's go. And, you know, and then the world changes.
1: You know, I really respect the coaches because uh, there was something going on in the dugout, and uh, I heard the coach, and I was close. I could hear what was being said because I was standing in, I was maybe five feet from the players. And I heard the coach, after this statement was made, bashing another player or something to that effect um, Get your gear, you're done the game is over for you. Go home. And when there was, well, he was bashing me or he was said this or he said I said, get your gear. You don't talk to your teammates like that. Your game is done. Go home. And he kicked him right out of the dugout. And in the past, I've seen coaches really let the kids talk trash about and to each other. And I really respected um, that this, even though this, this, they're like the bad news bears, it's like the worst team, right? But I don't care because the coaches are making the kids be accountable for their behavior and not, you know, finger point and blame and talk trash. And what's funny is my daughter, again, the little difference between girls and boys, but my teammates, we never bash each other. And if I make a mistake, I just say, my bad, that was a bad shot. Sorry about that. I mean, it was just like so basic for her. And she's, you know, what is she now, 13? And he's 17? So, uh, again, she doesn't know if it's boys or girls. But she said they take responsibility and don't bash each other. And maybe teenage boys are a different animal. You'd know better than I uh, would because you were such a great athlete when you were always with those guys. But, boy, it's brutal, Jim. When I stand next to the dugout, the way they talk to each other and trash each other, and I I guess they think that makes them – above the other or somehow elevate themselves, but really, they're just digging a little ditch for them to lie down in and be low, lower.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we succeed in life when we make it a win-win proposition. Yes. We all win together or we all lose together. And, you know, I, I went from a team sport being a football player to an individual sport as a weightlifter. And when I was on a team sport, I mean, the great teams and the great players are those that own their performance. And, uh, you know, and then you, you, once a guy says it's my bad, let me try again, boy, you want him to succeed. But when he's blaming everybody else, you don't. But then you go out on that platform and you're an Olympic weightlifter, you realize, boy, there's nobody else around here. I mean, uh, you know, nobody to blame this on but me. And uh, so it's, it's, of course, when they give you the gold medal, there's nobody you have to share it with. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's all you.
1: Uh, how much did you Olympic weightlifter? What did you do that big at the bar where you did the big squat?
2: Yeah, yeah, a little over five hundred pounds. Uh, and it's a squat a kind of. Yeah. That is yeah, crazy. you lift it up and you jump under it and then you lift it up to your shoulders and then you you shove it over your head.
1: Oh, does your back hurt.
2: Um, Well, for, uh, yeah, a little while, everything hurts. But, uh, um, you know, and on uh, certain cold mornings, I still remember some of those days.
0: (laughs) I'll bet you do. All right.
1: So going back to the blame game, um, I'm I'm just... I, I th- always think back to, I know it's Dr. Phil and I hardly ever watch him, but he always says, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be loved? And I learned that okay. lesson very women. And I'm teaching my son to agree to disagree. Cause he used to like to win a lot, you know, win the okay. argument. And with my husband, he kind of does too, but I'm okay with that. Like I, I don't have to win. Um, but I don't understand why the human psyche works in a way that they think when they win an argument or win something, that they win. But really, in reality, like with the siblings, and they're arguing this, that, and the other, and oh, you got the best piece of cake, or you ended up getting two Cokes instead of just one or whatever, really win in the long run. I don't think you do.
2: Yeah, you don't win when other people lose. And, you know, one of the things I'm in, great leaders can always come up with examples of times when they were wrong, or when they changed their opinion. And I always ask, you know and there are times you have to do you know hey i thought this was right and uh, it wasn't and you know it it uh, you know we all are growing we're all evolving and we need to be open to those possibilities but if you just want to be right and make everyone else wrong you're going to have a very shallow existence
1: very unattractive quality. And it's funny that um, you mentioned that, you know, people say, you know, that the I was right thing. Um, <clears throat> initially, my husband, um, I didn't want to date someone I worked with. He was the director on the morning show. I was doing weather at the time and he would come into the morning meetings and there was one director that would come in with a whole sheet with red marks all over it. And he'd pull each one. Well, on this one, this one, on this one, you screwed this up. On this one, you did this. On this one, you did that. And my husband would come in and like say, hey, that problem we had in the second block, I want to take full responsibility for that and blah, blah, blah. And so let's just break down how we could do it better next time. And I found it such an attractive or antithesis of the other director. And I found that really just you're that we had a bad show. And so you're going to come in with 15 uh, script pages where you've taken notes on who messed up what during that part. Um, It was really uh, a a turn off. So um, that's initially, I guess, what made me want to date my husband was the way he was so diplomatic in these meetings.
2: Well, that's a good good rule and a good lesson. I mean, it made him attractive both uh, professionally and personally to you because it's someone that uh, he didn't expect you to be perfect. He expects you to be improving and doing better. And, you know, we've got to, you know, I always tell people when we start a movie, and there are hundreds of people working on one of our films, perfect, we do expect you to do your best, and on this set, your best is good enough. If we get everybody's collective best here, We're going to have an amazing product.
1: Well, I love it. In the article, as we wrap things up here, one of the most powerful phrases in the world you said is, I made a mistake. And we've all seen uh, political leaders, movie stars, and athletes who have ruined their reputations while they continue to make excuses instead of simply declaring, I made a mistake. This is a great article. I'm going to share this with my kids during our, you know, learning moments we have in the evening's website, Jim.
2: Jim Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L, jimstovall.com.
1: You're the best, my friend. Today's a day. Be well. Brush is locked
3: into the mighty 670-KLT.
0: ARC thrift stores have been an essential part of Colorado's economy with an economic impact of over $2.3 billion in the last 15 years. During the shutdowns due to COVID-19, ARC thrift stores distributed over 200 tons of food to people in need and distributed thousands of pounds of essential supplies to homeless shelters and child care centers. That included over 100 million pounds of recycled donations to keep them out of landfills. ARC annually provides services to more than 9,000 people with intellectual or developmental disabilities. Unlike other nonprofit organizations, their outreach has never ended. Right now, ARC has three to five relief efforts per week. When you shop at your local ARC, your hard earned money directly supports a company that gives back to its community. Decide to shop today at the ARC thrift store near you. Find the nearest location at arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com.
1: Hey friend, Angie Austin here with the good news, talking to Dr. Alexis Parker, my friend of many, many years, and we're talking about the 25th anniversary of her practice, and they are going to have some anti-aging deals that can't be beat. Welcome, Dr. Parker.
3: Hi, how are you today, Angie? I am yeah, doing... Yeah, we've got a birthday coming up.
1: Yes, 25th <laughs> anniversary of your practice. Can you believe it?
3: I. It's very hard to believe, you know, because I... Um, I I had practiced emergency medicine for 16 years before I started this practice. <laughs> and I thought maybe another 16 and here I am at 25 because I love what I do.
1: I know you do and you have such a great eye for, you know, for beauty and for anti-aging. Um I know that you've got drive through botox, but in general on July 14th, 15th and 16th, you have some pretty much once in a lifetime deals on some of your procedures and products, right? Yeah,
3: we're turning back the clock on our uh, for our anniversary. We we're offering Botox for ten dollars a unit. Whoa, um, which is two dollars lower than our regular price, and um, um, so we're turning the clock back. The drive-through is only on Saturday, the seventeenth, um, and the days Thursday, Friday, we will be in the office, but we're going to have filler specials and Botox specials and and prizes and a VIP tent on Saturday and lots of lots of things for people to come by and see enjoy and obviously make an appointment for Botox.
1: Excellent. So the deals will start on July 14th and continue into the weekend. The number to call is 303-782-5082, 303 782 5082 I have been getting my botox with you for many years and then recently I did the anti-aging Evoke procedure which people can do as well and that was completely pain free took me about 8 weeks I'd come in for uh, a little bit over an hour a week and so we're going to have my after pictures done soon and my kids have been coming in to get their acne treat- treated with uh, hydrofacials my daughter absolutely loved it got rid of her uh, blackheads you know and teenagers don't want that and and then I've got a girlfriend that's scheduling cool sculpting, which basically freezes your fat. So you've got all kinds of procedures people can do, lasers, et cetera.
3: Yes, we're kind of a head to toe, you know, uh, practice. I have lots, lasers for almost everything from superficial leg veins, you know, spider veins to resurfacing the face. So um, we do a lot of different procedures with lasers and radio frequency devices, fillers, and both bone- practice.
1: So if people want to um, look into the deals for, uh, you know, the 25th anniversary specials with Botox being one of the really great deals, uh, just call and uh, and look into the prices. You can uh, speak with, uh, you know, the front desk and see what kind of deals are offered and get on the mailing list.
3: Yes. I, I, the best thing that they could do is number one, get on our email list. Um, secondly, obviously make an appointment. Um, you do need an appointment for this event. And, um, and then you know you can go to our website at lasair dot com dot com. It is on the website. The website also links you to my skincare products, Alexis MD, and Body Chemistry. So you can get a full picture if you also look at YouTube. Search laser Aesthetic Health on YouTube. I have YouTube videos for over for all of our procedures and probably over a hundred videos on my YouTube channel that will
1: educate you. And one of my um, news friends, Vita, she works with you on getting those uh, uh, videos together. And again, laser is spelled L A S A I R. And I've been there when Vita has done some of these. And it's really neat to be able to see Dr. Parker doing a procedure that maybe you're curious about and you're wondering, does this hurt? You know, how long does it take? How much does it cost? Like a lot of information is given in the video. So that's a great place to go uh, to, you know, look into some of the things you might consider doing. And what I normally do, since I've known Dr. Parker for so long, as I make my appointment and I go in for a uh, consult and then tell her about how much I want to spend. And then within that price range, she figures out which would, you know, procedures uh, or products would benefit me the most, right?
3: Yeah, I always say it's, it's my job to give you the biggest bang for your buck. So when you tell me your budget, it's then I choose the procedure that's hopefully going to give you what you want. Um, at least get as close to it as possible. Um, we believe in a really natural look at lays there. We don't like an overdone look. But we want to keep you, you know, 45 forever if we can, or 30 forever, whatever your goal is.
1: Well, and I think, too, if people, you know, Google you, too, they can get a good idea. Dr. Parker's in her 70s, and you would never know that if you met her. So it's not because of a facelift. It's because for the last, you know, 30 some odd years, she's been doing these various anti-aging procedures, and most of them are not very invasive. And if it is something that would cause you pain, she numbs you. Uh, so um, I've never really experienced um any, any pain myself when I've gone in because if it is something that would cause pain uh, like a laser uh, you're numbed up but the evoke that I just did was completely painless.
3: Yeah the evoke is a great procedure for tightening the lower face and under the chin. There's no downtime, no preparation and you just and no pain so you come in with a clean face we treat you and you go on about your business.
1: You know, the other thing too, I know you've done improvements in school sculpting, uh, you know, over the last few years, not you per se, but the procedure itself. And for approximately approximately $600, let's say for an area, like if you wanted to do your stomach, um, I've had a few friends, one in particular that I didn't think had much fat and she was able to get rid of this area that was really um a pesky that she just couldn't seem to get rid of and so that fat freezing to me is fascinating that it freezes the fat cells and they're just gone
3: yes it's it's a permanent uh, kind of reduction of fat i quite honestly never had a waistline until cool sculpting i never wanted to do liposuction i didn't want the downtime So I did cool stopping, and you you can really improve your figure greatly with cool stopping. And it gets those stubborn areas of fat that you can't get rid of with diet and exercise
1: okay i have a a question then okay so you do cold sculpting and like a lot of us have that bra fat area you don't i know but a lot of us have that bra fat like little yucky thing and you know for men it's around the middle you know the kind of like sides the muffin toppy tummy thing Um, what about if you're older and you have like loose skin there then is there anything that you can do to tighten up skin uh, like you do with the evoke on the face is there any laser that does that for different parts of the body
3: Well, we do have, we have body Morpheus, which I think really remodels the skin on the body. I've used it on my arms. We've done lots of tummies, thighs, and people see very nice improvements. Again, it's not, it's not surgery. You, you know, you often can't get the same results for a non-surgical procedure, but um, I think that my arms look 100% better. They're not as crepey, they're tighter. They just, They just look better after after three treatments. And I saw a patient last week who did her arm. She's very, very happy. She's in her mid 60s and arms are tough. You know, as we get older, we don't want to wear sleeveless clothes. Right. Because we feel like our arms aren't pretty. But you can obviously you can make them better so that you have enough confidence to wear sleeveless clothes.
1: I love this. Okay, so 25th anniversary, uh, the, the deals start on the 14th and proceed into the weekend. You can sign up for the drive through Botox, $10 a unit, other deals as well, Lazair.com and that's spelled L-A-S-A-I-R.com, or you can just Google Dr. Alexis Parker. And then the phone number is 303-782-5082, 303-782-5082. And uh, I've been going to Dr. Parker for years, and we've established a friendship over that time, and I 100% trust her and really um, am hoping she never retires. Uh, she's got to, got to keep this thing going, because without you, I don't think I'd do anything. But because of my trust for you, you know, I come in and trust you to take care of my face, per se. So thank you, Dr. Parker.
3: Thank you, Angie. I think that trust element is really important, and you people feel safe in an environment where there's a position. Absolutely. There's no question
1: absolutely i w- i wouldn't even think of going to um anyone but you as a you know physician so thank you and i uh, can't wait to see you for the 25th anniversary
3: okay you take care angie thanks for calling bye bye
1: Well, it is always great to have Dr. Parker on the show, longtime friend and uh, colleague. She used to work with me at Channel 2 doing segments with me as well. All right. Well, hurricane season is here, a reminder that weather-related disasters are constantly providing new challenges for communication systems. Joining us today in this sponsored interview is Gina Wilborn, Senior VP of Verizon Global Network Operation and Assurance. Welcome,
4: Gina. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Okay, what well, can you tell us about Verizon and your work in these extreme weather and natural disaster situations? What do you want us to know?
4: So, look, um, I think what's important is, you know, the these weather events are increasing, right? Over the last 50 years, we've seen it, and it's wreaking havoc on society. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important that we understand that, number one. And secondly, that our teams at Verizon were 24 by 7. We worked around the clock to really plan and build our network to pre- prepare for these crisis situations for not just our customers, but also our first responders. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about reliable communication, there's nothing more important than that when you're in a crisis situation. And so I think that's the very first point that I wanted to come across there. All right. Let's
1: talk about, uh, you know, I know that the communication systems have improved after some of the disasters where people have really been cut off from getting um, help and conveying their situations to emergency responders and vice versa. Responders having a hard time getting to people because they don't uh, have communications with them. So can you share some stories of how the improved uh, systems have saved lives?
4: Yeah, well, you know, there are. Of thousands of stories where we had to, you know, we have people that had to evacuate and we had to partner with our, you know, first responders, um, along with our Verizon frontline response team. And this team provides on-demand emergency assistance during crisis, and they help public safety agencies and emergency responders. Right. And so, it's all about enabling communications on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. When first responders are are there, or if frontline response team from Verizon there, um, nothing more important than boosting the network performance. And so, um, when you think about that, that's not a light switch that just comes on, right? You have to plan and build that network so that it can perform in times like this. So, when you think of like areas like Florida and Texas, right? We haven't inc- we increased our investment in those areas. Um and why do we do that? Because there's a population increase because of the pandemic. Right? So when we look at our traffic, we monitor our traffic and we see this uptick in traffic um, that triggers us to say, okay, we need to invest more for capacity and coverage. And this is really how we prepare ourselves, not just for hurricane season, but day to day, right? Any type of urgent or emergency crisis situation can come up. And it's really about how you plan it, how you build it, and then run the network um, to support our customers.
1: Now, I know there's probably some tips and trick, tricks for us, you know, to stay connected during a disaster. Is there anywhere we can go to get more information about preparing a disaster communication plan for ourselves and to see what you guys are doing as well?
4: Absolutely. You can go to uh, Verizon.com where you can find all of the the ticks and trips that will really help consumers stay connected during a disaster. A lot of great information, a lot of helpful tips there. Excellent. Thank you, Gina. You are very welcome.
0: Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT.